Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Thanks for listening to the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. Today. You can always download, subscribe, give it a five-star review, tell five friends who like the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep this thing rolling. And let's get into it. Your Kansas Jayhawks are... The 2023 Guaranteed Rate Bowl champions with a 49-36 win over UNLV. Kansas gets the dub. Kansas gets it done. And Kansas finishes the season 9-4, and their first nine-win season since 2007. Incredible job by the Kansas Jayhawks to get where they were to where they are now. Now, you think back to 2020. I know nobody wants to think back to 2020 with everything that happened, not only in Kansas football, but in the world. (laughs) So you go back to 2020, though. The Kansas Jayhawks did not win one football game in 2020. They fire Les Les Leipold, Les Miles, and then they bring in Lance Leipold, and he has flipped the ship. In the right direction. He has turned the tides of the Kansas Jayhawk program. Two wins in year one. Six wins in year two. They get back to a bowl game last year. And then this year, they win the bowl game. They get to nine wins on the season. And before the season started, who was tooting the horn for the Kansas Jayhawks football program? It was me. Right here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. I know nobody else really believed. But I said that the Jayhawks could win nine games this year. I actually said they might be able to win ten at one point. And they really should have, honestly. If you look back at this season, the Kansas Jayhawks win nine games. They could have very easily won ten, maybe eleven games this season. They had some injury issues at quarterback. We all know what happened with Jalen Daniels and his back issues. Was only able to start a couple of games. Jason Bean, who we're going to talk about here at length here in a couple minutes, had an incredible bounce-back season with the Jayhawks after what many were saying. We're gonna Last year in the bowl game, he threw the interception or the batting completion on the two-point conversion that ended the game for the Jayhawks. He came back to Kansas for a super senior season when he didn't have to. He was coming into the season as a backup. He knew that he was going to be a backup. And he comes back to Kansas anyway and ends up starting a majority of the games for the Jayhawks, leads them back to bowl eligibility, beats a top 10 Oklahoma program, and then leads them to a 49-36 win over UNLV in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. He is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl MVP. Jason Bean. What did Jason Bean do in the game? Oh, all he did was throw for 449 yards and throw for six touchdowns. That not only breaks a Kansas Bowl record for most touchdown passes in a bowl game, it also ties a Kansas all-time record for touchdowns in a game. Todd Reesing, I believe, also had six touchdowns in a game. Jason Bean... Now in elite company. And we did get the full Jason Bean experience in the guaranteed rate bowl. We did. (laughs) In the second half, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. 
But let's start from the top. Let's start from the beginning. KU kicks the ball off to start the first quarter. And they let UNLV drive down the field with ease. And I'm looking I'm looking at the TV and I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, here we go. Kansas defense isn't going to show up tonight. What's going on, fellas? UNLV takes a quick 7-0 lead to start the first quarter. Then Kansas gets the ball. Has a nice, Devin Neal with a nice 40-yard run. To start the game for the offense, called back for a holding. And those kind of penalties, those are going to drive a coach crazy, first of all, but they're also going to kill any momentum that you might have. When you can get a 40-yard from De- forty yard run from Devin Neal on one of the first offensive plays of the game and it gets called back, that stalls every time. So it's a three and out. Jayhawks have to punt. UNLV gets it back. And that's when I realize, all right, the Kansas Jayhawks are not going to get punched in the mouth again and just let UNLV drive down the field and score points. KU's defense steps up to the plate. Get a couple big hits on the quarterback, on the running back, and they show, all right, we're here. We're in this game. We are going to fight. We're not going to let these guys run over us again. And they stuck it to them. Force a punt. KU gets the ball back. Drives down the field to get their first touchdown of the game. It's 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. And then the second quarter is all Jayhawks. UNLV can't move the ball. KU gets a turnover. KU scores three touchdowns. And they take a 28-7 lead late in the second quarter. You had a couple incredible passes, too, by the way, from Jason Bean to Luke Grimm to Lawrence Arnold. There was... Two times where there was a you got mossed. Twice where you had Luke Grimm. The first one was Lawrence Arnold, actually. Lawrence Arnold jumps over a guy in the end zone to catch the touchdown to give KU the 21-7 lead. And if you haven't seen the play yet, definitely hit up the Twitter at Talker. I posted all the highlights from the bowl game throughout the game right there on the Jayhawker Talker Twitter page, at Jayhawker Talker, go to it. One of the most incredible catches in the end zone you'll see all bowl season. And then you also have Luke Grimm make a very similar catch. It wasn't for a touchdown, it was for a huge gain. But Luke Grimm makes another you-got-mossed catch over UNLV's secondary. These receivers showed up and showed out in the bowl game. And you had Jason Bean throwing for 449 yards. You had to have somebody catching the ball for him. Luke Grimm, four catches, 160 yards, three touchdowns. I'm going to say that again. Because, yes, you did hear me right. Luke Grimm, four catches, 160 yards, three touchdowns. Incredible. Lawrence Arnold, six catches, 132 yards and three touchdowns. I'm going to say that one again. (laughs) Lawrence Arnold, six catches, 132 yards and three touchdowns. So combining the two together, combining these two together, you have almost 300 yards receiving on 10 catches for six touchdowns. Luke Grimm, Lawrence Arnold, incredible playmakers, And they're all going to be back next year. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up as well. Quentin Skinner, 
couple big catches on the day. Two catches for 80 yards. Mason Fairchild with a, two catches for 29 yards. One of them, big third down conversion. Trevor Wilson, one catch, 23 yards. Jared Casey, two catches, 22 yards. One of them coming on a big third down conversion in the fourth quarter as well. You, you love to see it. You love to see it from all these guys. But talking about Luke Grimm, Lawrence Arnold, Quentin Skinner, the three top receivers will be back next year. And that's something to be excited about if you're a Jayhawks fan. Like I said, we're going to talk about that coming up here in a little bit. KU lets UNLV drive down the field, kick a field goal with nine, no time left on the clock, 28-10 at halftime in the guaranteed rate bowl. UNLV takes a little momentum back there right before halftime. And then you see what happens in the third quarter. The second quarter belonged to the Jayhawks. The third quarter belonged to UNLV. No offensive points for the Jayhawks, partly because of some turnovers. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we had the full Jason Bean experience. Two interceptions on back-to-back drives for the Jayhawks, setting up UNLV. You had UNLV get to within 28-24 in the third quarter. Now, the defense stepped up as as the third quarter went along. They stepped up. And that's where it shows Kansas might get hit in the mouth, but they're going to punch right back, literally and figuratively. Talk about this in a little bit, too. 210 yards in penalties for the Jayhawks. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. But let's finish up with this game here. Heading into the fourth quarter, KU led 28-24. And then we get right back to the Jayhawks, back and forth, back and forth with UNLV. So it's KU 28, UNLV 24. You've got Lawrence Arnold coming out right at the beginning of the fourth quarter with a 40-yard touchdown pass from Jason Bean. 35-24, KU leads. UNLV strikes back. It's 35-30 after a missed two-point conversion. Then you go right back to Lawrence Arnold for another one. 56-yard pass from Jason Bean. I believe that was the fourth and one play. It was fourth and one. KU decides to go for it instead of kicking maybe a a short punt, trying to kick a long field goal. They go for a long touchdown. On fourth and one, KU leads at 42-30 at that point. Then Luke Grimm gets back in on the action. 43-yard touchdown with 8-16 left in the game. KU's ahead 49-30 at this point. The game is basically over. UNLV scores a touchdown with six minutes left in the game. 49-36 is your final score. KU holds the ball the rest of the game with some key third-down conversions and they are able to kneel down at the end of the game. They could have scored another touchdown. They could have they could have got another one and be uh won by 20 points in that game. But they were nice about it. They do a kneel down after the game's over. There's some pushing and shoving. Uh UNLV, I think it was during the kneel down, one of their players came in and gave Jason Bean a little bit of a cheap shot. So that's the end of the game. KU wins at 49-36. Like I said, Jason being an incredible performance, 449 yards, six touchdowns. You've got Luke Grimm, 160 yards, receiving three touchdowns on the day. Lawrence Arnold, 132 yards and three touchdowns as well. 
And now for the Kansas football program, you, their defense, like I said, there was a lot of good defensive performances. Kobe Bryant got an interception. Uh, I believe it was uh, O.J. Burroughs had a solid game as well there in the secondary. But it was Kenny Logan Jr. who walks away with the defensive player of the game. Kenny Logan Jr., the heart of this team, the heart of this defense all season long. Uh, one of the holdovers from the Les Miles era that stuck around and played through his senior year. Kenny Logan Jr. led the team in tackles with nine. He had a pass defend. He also had a tackle for loss. Kenny Logan Jr., your defensive player of the game for the Jayhawks, shout out and salute to Kenny Logan Jr. for all of his hard work in uh, in the Kansas program. And like I said, being one of the the few, the rare players to stick around, to stick around and to really help Lance Leipold into the next era of Kansas football. And Kenny Logan Jr., I give him a lot of credit for that, sticking around, trying to build this defense back up to where it could be and where they are pushing towards right now. So this is going to be an exciting team coming up in 2024. Now, there's a lot going on with this Kansas football program. You've got uh, stadium renovations. There's rumors, nothing confirmed yet, but there has been rumors that there will be uh, home games played at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City because there's a a good possibility that the stadium will not be renovated and fixed up in time for there to be home games at Kansas, which is, in my opinion, it's a shame that they're not going to be able to play home games at the booth next year because Kansas going into next season could potentially be the Big 12 favorites. Now, I know that's crazy to say. I know. Nobody's thinking it. Nobody thinks KU is going to go out there and win the Big 12 title in football. But you look at what's going on in college football. I know you've got Colorado coming in, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. Uh, Arizona has a really good football program coming in. Colorado's rebuilding with uh, Coach Prime out there in Boulder. Utah's had a very solid football program for decades now. At least a decade. They've been there. Really good team. But, you know... You look at Kansas and what they're bringing back. They're going to have eight of their 11 starters back on offense. And you've got Jalen Daniels coming back, who's hopefully going to be uh, healthy by next season so that you can have the 2023 preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year back. It goes on. It's a little bit understated about how Good of a year KU had without Jalen Daniels at quarterback. Jason Bean was huge. I know I've said it a lot on this podcast, but it's just crazy how KU was able to win nine games without their preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year at quarterback. And hopefully he'll be back healthy next year. And if he is, this the sky's the limit for this team. They have all their receiving weapons back. Devin Neal, right before the bowl game, announced to coaches that he was going to... Uh, re- return to Kansas. That was just a surprise to everybody 
right before the bowl, about an hour before the bowl game started, it was leaked online to I be, I believe it was Pete Thamel. Uh, he put an article out there that said that Devin Neal had announced to coaches that he was returning to Kansas for his senior season. So you've got Devin Neal, Daniel Hyshaw coming back at at the running back position. You've got Luke Grimm, Lawrence Arnold, Quentin Skinner uh, back at uh, wide receiver as well. I believe Trevor Wilson will be back as well, who's their fourth option at wide receiver. You've got Jason Bean, who is not going to be there. Jason Bean is one of the guys that is now done. He had his super senior season, and he is out the door. But Jalen Daniels supposed to be back and healthy as your starting quarterback next year. So it's an exciting time if you're going to be a Jayhawk. Uh, if you're a Jayhawk fan like I think you are, listen to this podcast here, the Jayhawker Talker. Next year could be very exciting because in year one of Landslide pulled two wins. In year two, six wins. In year three, they get to nine wins. And now 10 wins is the floor for Kansas. That's cra- I know it's crazy. But 10 wins is now the floor next season for Kansas, which means that they are going to be in the hunt for the Big 12 title. And if they're in the hunt for the Big 12 title, then there's a chance that they could go to the college football playoff. And I'm putting it out there right now in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl uh, recap show that the 2024 Kansas Jayhawks will win the Big 12 and will go to the college football playoff. You heard it here first on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Think back to December 2023. End of December 2023. On the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Right here. I'm saying it. Kansas will win the Big 12 Conference in football. And will go to the college football playoff. In the first year where it's expanded to eight or 12 teams next year. Give me the Kansas Jayhawks. Give me the Kansas Jayhawks coming out of the Big 12 and going to the college football playoff in the first year in the expanded college football playoff. It's it's going to be an exciting, exciting time for the Kansas Jayhawks and their football program. No doubt about that. All right, let's talk some Kansas basketball. I know this is mostly a call, uh, KU football show today with the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, getting that 49-36 win over UNLV. But let's talk a little bit of basketball. KU, after a slow start last week, uh, beats Yale 75-60. Home game there uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. Like I said, started out really slow. Yale actually led at halftime. KU storms back in the second half to get a 70-60 win over Yale. And then this weekend... Saturday, December 30th, 3 p.m. It's going to be on ESPN2. Or if you're in Kansas City, going to be at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, 3 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2. Kansas and Wichita State. The last two times these teams met was in March Madness, and it did not go well for KU. That was when uh, Wichita State was on a little bit of a run there. They had a team that made it to the Final Four. They had a team that uh, made it to the Elite Eight, I believe, as well. Wichita State is not what they once were about 10 years ago or whatever that was when they were on those runs. But they're still a decent program. Wichita State, 8-4 and four on the season. They actually just played K-State 
this past week, and they lost to K-State. K-State beat Wichita State 69-60. Earlier in the season, Missouri beat Wichita State 82-72. So KU should win this game against Wichita State on Saturday. It's it's going to be uh, – it, sh- it should be a KU easy win. I mean, no win is easy, it seems like, for the Jayhawks. But they should win this game by double digits. Missouri beat Wichita State by double digits earlier in the season. And, of course, KU beat Mizzou. Uh, You've got K-State who beat Wichita State by nine points. And I think at this point we all believe that KU is better than Kansas State. So KU should go out there and win this game handily. Uh, I'll be watching it. Again, it's a 3 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2 Saturday, December 30th. And things will keep rolling from there. After Wichita State, uh, we get into conference play. You've got TCU, UCF, and Oklahoma all coming up to start conference play after they take on Wichita State. So we'll keep you posted here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, as always, with the latest and greatest things going on with college uh, or with KU hoops. And if there's any news with KU football, we will keep you posted uh, on that as well. For this episode, I just want to talk about the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Congrats to your Kansas Jayhawks on winning the Guaranteed Rate Bowl championship, getting the trophy, bringing it back to Lawrence, Kansas. And one thing that I failed to mention earlier in the podcast that I just want to quickly harp on, KU broke a record. KU broke a record in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, There was... Let's see. There was, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even keep up with how many times KU was flagged eighteen times for two hundred sixteen yards. <laughs> so that's just absolutely ridiculous. I have no clue what was going on with these refs. I don't know if they knew that the spread moved from Kansas twelve and a half to seven and a half all in a twelve hour span on game day. Uh, there was rumors going around that Jason Bean was uh, sick. Maybe Devin Neal was going to sit out the game. All that ended up happening was Jason Bean thrown for 449 yards and six touchdowns. Devin Neal announcing that he's coming back to Kansas for another season. So I have no clue why the spread moved from KU minus 12.5 to KU minus 7.5 before kickoff. But some people think that there was a lot of flags thrown because of that. Maybe trying to keep UNLV in the game. But all that... It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, KU wins it. They cover the original spread of 12.5 points. They they end up winning by 13, which is pretty funny in and of itself. But KU breaking bowl records with 216 penalty yards. Also, Jason Bean breaking records with his 449 yards passing and six touchdown passes for the Kansas Jayhawks. All right. Like I said, that does it for me. We'll keep you posted if there's any transfer portal news, if there's any signings for the Jayhawks in uh with their football team there's been some news on that i'll dive into more of that next week on the jayhawker talker podcast and of course any basketball news that breaks we'll be talking about as that as well all right that does it for today's episode you can get at me on twitter at jayhawker talker let me know what's going on we can keep the conversation going over there my name is mark van sickle you've been listening to the jayhawker talker podcast in affiliation with the heartland college sports podcast network what network You can always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. See what everybody's talking about with Kansas over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. But until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.